Old school investor Charlie Munger says the government should ban cryptocurrencies. Michael Saylor says that old Charlie just hasn't taken the time to understand Bitcoin. The United States Congress is going to hold a crypto crash hearing on Valentine's Day. The NFT market appears to be making a comeback, and we take a look at the top 10 most famous programmers of all time. Of course, no episode of the show is complete without a Sam Bankman-Fried story, so we've got that as well. It's all here on our Neighbor of the Beast, episode number 667 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five. Friends, and welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. We are the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns, the nifty nerds, the DeFi doofy, the GameFi goobers, the metaverse morons, the Web3 weenies, the algorithmic asshats, and some would say the bad crypto badasses. Joel Com, Travis Wright, here for you. Very nice. That was, <laughs> there was so many things in there that we are. I was unaware of some of those. We're we don't, have a, things we don't have a thing for, for AI, though. We're the AI, I don't know. Maybe we could change the algorithmic asshats to the AI asshats. Yeah, yeah, they would be AI sats. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Let's have ChatGPT come up with uh, something for us. Uh, we still, uh, we're, we're scheduling with an expert in AI to do a show around that topic. So that'll be coming soon here in the near future. Also coming soon, our annual visit with CPA Clinton Donnelly of CryptoTaxAudit.com. You need to know all of the latest that's happening in the crypto tax space and make sure that you don't get caught off guard from the IRS. And so uh, we'll give you the latest information on that. This I is the you, neighbor. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, uh, we're going to see our yearly, you know, uh, trip to the proctologist or something. It sounded like it sounded medical there. And then you then you talked about taxes and it's kind of true. You're kind of, yeah. kind of what it was. It's time for your colonoscopy. <laughs> so dig, dig in. I hope uh, that's just your finger, Doc. Watch neighbor out. of the beast episode. I mean, how does that work? Like if the beast needs to borrow a cup of sugar, he's like, ding dong. Hey, it's me. I need a, I need a cup of sugar. <laughs> Like, he probably, he probably doesn't knock. He doesn't. And they're and the and the neighbors are like, "Go to hell!" And they're like, "That's where I live. <laughs> That's where I live. That's next, right door. next door. It's the portal. Come on over." All right, so, we got some news for Christmas. you guys. We're gonna jump in. Here we go right now. Timestamp is the fifth of February two zero two three. It is twelve ten p.m. Atlantic standard time for those of you that don't know why we say that it's because we live on the island of puerto rico that is ast which is one hour in front of est the total crypto market cap 1.1 trillion dollars bitcoin twenty three thousand and eighty nine dollars ethereum sixteen forty five bnb three twenty seven xrp forty cents Cardano, 39 cents. Dogecoin, 9.2 pennies. And in the number 10 slot, having a really nice week is Polygon at $1.21. Mm-hmm. Some of those are some really great coins, right? You know, it's like not financial advice, clearly. But, yeah, man, when this next bull run hits, how high do you think Matic Polygon is going to go? 
you have any idea? Um, I'm going to say five bucks on the next five bull bucks? run. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, with all that stuff they're doing and the partnerships they have and the, you know, the Walmart deal and some of this other stuff, it just seems like they're rocking and rolling. Other How's companies that, that are random, by the way, pulling a number out of my ass. Like, I wasn't, what do you think it's going to go to? Uh, let me see. Well, I, I think it could. I mean, that, that's always been my sort of thought projection as well is like five to seven dollars potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on how, I mean, they're building and they're doing epic stuff and have epic partnerships. So, again, not financial advice. Uh, Singularity Net up 117% this week. That's pretty wow. huge. Render, uh, the RNDR token. I've not heard of that. It's up 43%. Immutable X up 36%. I'm very optimistic about this next one. Optimism, that's up 35%. Uh, Phantom up 28%. The Graph up 25%. Shiba Inu. Up 24%. Now, what's crazy about this to me is that they're building a pretty big ecosystem over there now for Shiba Inu. It's not just a joke token. They're literally said, oh, my God, we just made billions of dollars. Let's maybe maybe uh, build build something. Let's build some show with it, I guess, man. It's not. I think we could save a syllable. It's not a joke token. It's a joking. It is a joking. Yeah. Amina Protocol. We talked about them uh, a couple weeks ago. Remember they came on the show? Yeah. And boom, they're up another 23%. Since so, being on the show, and I have no idea if there's any correlation there. I'm guessing mm-hmm. there's not. Well, if you look at that, so they've been on the show. So whenever they were on the show, the token was about 50 cents. Now it's uh, almost 80 cents. So you need to come on Bad Crypto, folks, and talk about the show. Talk about your tokens, not financial advice. But uh, if you and, want and to go odds, to the moon, it's yeah. clearly this is the show you need to be on. Yeah, clearly we did it right here. Mm-hmm. So here's somebody who isn't planning on taking crypto to the moon. Charlie Munger. He is the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, uh, and he is saying that the U.S. government should ban cryptocurrencies. Uh, Michael Saylor says, Charlie just doesn't get it. Well, you know what? I would say this. Charlie Munger is a brilliant, brilliant man, Mm -hmm. right? What he and Warren Buffett have done over these last 60, 70 years of investing has been unheralded. It's spectacular what he's done, right? But what they've done is they typically, if you go and watch some of Charlie Munger's, you know, videos on YouTube and just hear some of his wisdom, he only has like three or four assets, right? He doesn't have a whole bunch of assets. He just, he he picks ones he thinks are going to be good for the long haul. It tends to do it. And then he makes a lot of money. Like he's really long on Coca-Cola. They were Coca-Cola fans for years. Coca-Cola's so shitty, right, for people. It's like one of the worst things you could possibly drink. But he knows it's a consumer product. People are going to buy it. Even when times are tough, people buy Coca-Cola typically. Mm -hmm. Now, people are getting more healthy now, so maybe that's not the case. But I would say he's a brilliant dude. He just doesn't like digital assets at all. But he's also 94 years old. So get off my damn lawn with these digital assets, Joel. Yeah, I just, as Sailor says, he hasn't taken the time to study it yet. And that could be true. I don't know. I mean, has anybody asked, you know, Charlie Munger, have you taken the time? Could you explain how Bitcoin works? Could you take the position of a Bitcoiner and say, this is why um, I believe in it and why I like it? And if you can't, then calling for the government to ban it is extremist thinking. It's just, it's it's not educated. Well, that's what a lot of people are like in Congress. Joel, I mean, think about that. I mean, we saw what happened at the Facebook meeting, right? When they had Facebook come to Congress and they were talking and, and the, the people asking que- questions was just completely idiotic. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they lack basic internet knowledge. 
And these are the fucking people that we we are going to want to have <laughs> creating regulation around right. digital assets. Are you serious? They're the assets. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and, and just move this story forward. Since you mentioned Congress, the U.S. Congress is going to hold a hearing, a uh, crypto crash hearing uh, that's going to take place on February the 14th. The Senate Banking Committee have scheduled this hearing, and uh, you're going to have a bunch of people who don't understand very much about crypto and blockchain mm-hmm. asking questions. And uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, you know, the odds of anything good coming out of it are really small because yeah. it is the government. You know what would be great? I mean, maybe we'll talk to our producer to see if she can have the time to kind of go through and, and pick out the dumbest shit that they say. Yeah, right? that would be great. Lisa, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. By the way, uh, we we there are some people in the government that do get it we had hester pierce mm-hmm. the uh commissioner of the uh securities and exchange commission on this show on episode 627 that mm-hmm. uh, wasn't too long ago badcode.in forward slash six great episode great yep. episode and she has crypto mom has much to say um and um i don't know if they're gonna bring her in or if this is just gonna be like ftx and celsius people mm-hmm. that they're gonna call i don't know who it's gonna be well, what I do know is that the legislation that was mapped out and, and the regulatory framework that was written was mostly contributed by Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX, and they were consulting with them, like, here's what we should do to get the bad actors out of crypto, you guys. We really should regulate it and, you know, like, do this and this, and then it turns out that's the biggest freaking fraud of all time with crypto. But, you know, I was thinking about this a little bit, and we can maybe move that FTX story up next. I was thinking about this was that FTX has invested in so many projects. Mm-hmm. Dude, what happens when a couple of those just go ape shit to the moon? You know what I mean? Like just really blow up and big. I mean, that could be a contingency thing that could be built in is like, all right, if some of these FTX investments blow up and get huge, then investors need to get their money back. Right. Who's gonna Who's gonna be the you know beneficiary of all of those investments that FTX made when all of that money was customer money? Right, right. Not the retail is gonna get screwed as they always do. So you know when we're inside the Beltway, uh, it is a toxic, toxic place. And just a few blocks from the United States Capitol building, there is a townhouse that belongs to a nonprofit organization called Guarding Against Pandemics, who founded. That organization, Gabriel Bankman Freed, which is Sam's brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so incestuous. It's such a joke. And let's also move that Google story up because speaking of Sam Bankman fraud and, you know, FTX's investments, Google just invested $300 million in an AI firm that was invested uh, and funded by, uh, by Sam Bankman Freed and FTX. So, that's crazy when you think about that. That uh, this company, Anthropic, um, five hundred and thirty million dollars invested in, in, in Anthropic, going to pay off, help pay off some FTX creditors with that money. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can AI get me my money back? Uh, sorry, it does not compute. Yeah. Beep boop does. Yeah. No, that's where Chat GPT says that you know they can't. There's not enough data, and they can't give you an opinion. Right. Yeah. We don't have an opinion on that because we're not programmed by our overlords. 
So there are some that are quite optimistic about the price of Bitcoin. We're still not sure if this is a bull trap that we're experiencing right now. People that I talk to in the financial world say there, there's no actual reason for the traditional markets and the crypto markets to be doing as well as they are right now uh, with inflation being as high as it is and so many people suffering. I mean, still a carton of eggs is $7. Something's wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. But Matrix Port says in their reporting that by Christmas, Bitcoin could reach $45,000, which is just about double what it is right now. And then the real bull run would happen going into 2024, right? Right on schedule for the halving and the standard cycle that we've come to expect. Now, that, again, is all contingent upon some other company not crashing, right? right. Or some other thing going crazy. And you, those are just things that you just can't expect or plan for, right? You can kind of say, well, maybe there's some stuff that's going to go down. How do you know? Do we know what's going to happen? But I mean, $45,000 by Christmas, that's not a bad estimate. And I tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see. I, it really depends to me on what, what happens with our monetary system, mm -hmm. right? How much money is being printed or how, how much money are they withdrawing from the system? Because, you know, they really have an ebb and flow. And they've been doing this thing since they launched the Federal Reserve Bank back in 1913. Like that, that, stock, that stock market, 19, uh, 1929 crash. That that was a deliberate crash when you die when you dive in and look and see what happened on that is because they would flood the market with a whole bunch of money. And then in the late 20s, they retracted a whole bunch of money. So then there wasn't a whole lot of money to go around. And then, boom, it crashed it, which that was what sort of solidified, you know, some of these companies because they want the stock market to go down. They can buy it low. Then it goes up. And so it's really a long play for a lot of these global international bankers and how they've sort of manage stuff, not only for themselves, Joel, but for their family and their descendants. Like, mm -hmm. no, my great, great grandson's going to be so wealthy. It's going to be ridiculous. And it's like, as they slowly, slow, it's like a glacier. It just seems to me like the way that the powers that be run things, it's like a glacier. And so you don't really see it moving, but it's slowly just moving and eating everything in the water. And in the water. <clears throat> the uh, In five of the six years that Bitcoin has rallied in January, um, Bitcoin has ended the year with positive returns. It didn't mm -hmm. happen in 2014, but every other year it did. And the halving, now we have this expectation is that March 2024 is when the halving block is going to hit. And it's usually six months prior to that that we really start to see the bull mm -hmm. run so if that's the September. case travis yeah. then we're looking at so uh, i could easily see 45 i'm based on that because i thought the having wasn't until like fall of 2024 mm -hmm. if it's in march i think that this year we could see a much stronger than 45 i think we could break all-time highs this year wow. i do that's my prediction putting Depending it out there yeah, depending on a whole lot of other macro things that could potentially happen, that is one potential timeline that we could see. That would be amazing. And I mean, and what I love about that is once Bitcoin hits 50K and all these other altcoins that are great that are building right now, that's is if you want to really sort of look at how do you solidify the wealth for your family and think about this is how, what do you do? Look at those projects in the top 20 that are still building. Look at those projects in the top top 50 or top 100 that you like, 
Go to CoinGecko. Go look at those categories. Find the categories of tokens that are interesting to you, the use cases that you think are going to be relevant long term, right? Look at those and then look at the prices right now. Now, in March 2024, you know, mm-hmm. think about how big the price is going to be then. And we're talking, we're talking 14 months from now. You have time to build slowly. You are also a glacier. So not financial building. advice. Not financial You're, advice. You 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 think about it. There's another SBF story here, but I'm already done talking about him. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, this story is interesting, though, that producer Lisa found that it is um, an article that there is crypto related in this. It's the top 10 computer programmers to date. And we're just going to go through these really quickly. Um, we'll just take turns here. Alan Turing, who, of course, you know, now we have the idea of the Turing test that can determine whether or not the artificial intelligence can pass the test is real. And uh, so AI has a lot to, uh, to, to say uh, about Mr. Turing. Yeah. And well, the, the, the famous Enigma code during World War II that he helped d- decipher was pretty big, right? That was the, the, the beginnings of all that. Uh, Ada Lovelace. So she was an English mathematician. And maybe the first ever computer programmer, which is awesome. It's a woman who started doing this stuff, right? Good job, and, Ada. Yeah, and uh, she you know, basically published uh, some of the first algorithms ever. Maybe the very first algorithm ever uh, using math. And next up is your very favorite person in the history of the world. Uh, Gil Bates, uh, Bill Gates. You know, so look, um, I I had the very earliest PCs. I used, you know, Microsoft um dos systems and then of course windows and he did transform our uh, our world forever uh, mm-hmm. by creating software on you know the pcs that would be able to do amazing things i'm on a windows machine right now that i mm-hmm. use and it's my primary gaming machine some say that he's one of the greatest benefactors of all time that he probably has given untold amounts of money to worthwhile charities at the same time what's he doing being in the you know the face of the vaccine and talking about viruses and being mm-hmm. asked about things that are not in his wheelhouse and he could also be one of the most evil people ever to uh, to walk to face the earth i don't know yeah well do some research folks about bill gates's father and you can see what bill gates's father did and that can tell you how he was sort of indoctrinated who did bill gates's father and family know and actually, Bill Gates's grandfather, I believe, I believe it was his grandfather, helped found the Rockefeller Institute, right? Or the Rockefeller Foundation, one of those two. Uh, that's insane to me. Like, maybe it was his Which, dad who did that. This is we crazy. Would not this, have, yeah. We would not have Rockefeller Place without that. And NBC wouldn't have a place to call home. It's Saturday Night Live. So think of the impact. Yeah, I would say this. Microsoft, that's what Bill Gates also calls his penis. <laughs> Next How about up. this guy? <laughs> Love this next guy. One of my favorite people throughout time. I wish he was still here. Steve Jobs, right? We all know about Steve Jobs. Uh, he was a he was a random employee at Atari once upon a time, and then he did some things after mm-hmm. that. I don't know what he yeah. did, except change the world through groundbreaking technologies like the Mac, the iPhone, the the iPod, mm-hmm. right? The computers that he created. My very first computer experience was on an Apple IIe mm-hmm. in, I think, second grade <clears throat> when I was there. And I really wish this guy was alive because what we have instead is we have his wife that is donating to all kinds of horrible causes, personally, my thoughts. We have uh, Tim politics. Cook. <clears throat> Tim. Apple has not done anything truly groundbreakingly innovative mm-hmm. since he died. Fun. 
And you can't yeah. say the watch. The watch is basically just a small yeah. iPhone. Right? Yeah. That's all it is. You know what? With, with Steve Jobs, like if you have a chance to go on YouTube and watch his uh, graduation ceremony speech, his commencement speech at Stanford, I think it was in 95 or 98 or something. Uh, really incredible speech. This guy was beyond his years, one of the most amazing thinkers of all time. I really love you, Steve Jobs. Thank you for all you've done, for everything, brother. Much love, homie. Linus Torvalds, he developed Linux, the operating mm -hmm. system that is an open source system that's an alternative to the two primary iOS and um, uh, uh, Microsoft Windows operating systems. It's a very well-established project. Lots of people swear by it. And true nerds, uh, use Linux. I'm not a true nerd. I'm a fake nerd. But mm -hmm. those who really like to get under the hood and have the power to compute how they want and be more secure, they use Linux. Yeah. True story. So this next guy, I probably wouldn't have him on the list. Mark Zuckerberg. Why is he even on this list? I'm not quite sure. What I do know about this, I'm going to throw a little conspiracy theory on that. Uh oh, is that, here we go. Yeah. So the day that Facebook was founded is the day that LifeLog was shut down. LifeLog was a DARPA project. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people out there who will say that Facebook is a DARPA project. <clears throat> and the way that it was set up, they go in, they went to the, the Ivy League schools, which a lot of those are all sort of connected to DARPA and the big scheme of things. And so, you know what? Zuckerberg's on this list. I don't think he deserves to be on this list. He is one of the wealthiest men in the world for how he's been a part of the whole thing. But uh, man, they steal your data. I do love. I've I I enjoy Facebook. I used to. I enjoy Instagram. There's great quality with that. I use WhatsApp. I like Oculus. You know, but it's like I don't like I don't like Zuckerberg anymore. I know? would like to see Meta fail. I'll be honest. I would love to see Meta fail. Uh, Two billion Slowly. people around the world. Uh, Seven billion people are customers, and mm -hmm. and I would love to see it go down in flames. Guido Van Rossum created the Python programming language. There you go. So if you're a fan of Monty Python, does it have anything to do with that? Wow. Okay. So you got the Microsoft penis and then you got the Python, <laughs> which is totally different. Nice job, Guido. Who's Next, this guy? I don't even I don't even say this guy's name. Bjorn. Bjorn, Bjorn Strostrup. Um, this guy right here developed the C programming oh. language, which is one of the most popular programming languages in all of the world. The C languages, uh, object oriented capabilities, which are very, very important. And so he made other contributions to that and still involved. And this next guy, Joel, that you got is amazing. Tim Berners-Lee. He yes. still walks the planet with us. He created the World Wide Web. He mm -hmm. made the first web browser. He made the server software. He developed HTML, um, which allows us to now have the world at our fingertips for better or for worse. So thank you, TBL, for that. God, you know, it would be so awesome to interview that guy just to see, like, you know, here we are now. Now looking back. Yeah. All these years, I mean, what, what Lisa, is truth Lisa, producer Lisa, get us Tim Berners Lee. Let's do God, it. If we can get Tim Berners Lee, you know, it'd be really awesome. Would be to go to Burning Man with Tim Berners Lee, and then we'd be like, dude, where are the true burners? Next on the list, last on the list is Dennis Ritchie, who uh, created the Unix operating system and the C programming language back in the day at Bell Labs. So he was mm -hmm. one of the really early contributors way back in the day the oest of the g's and and joel i maybe would add on there the most famous of all 
a gentleman by a gentleman or man or group of people named Satoshi Nakamoto. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly, I expected for that to pop up here in this list, yeah. and I'm I'm surprised that we didn't see that. So I think as an honorary, yeah. um, that definitely that belongs in. There. Kick off Zuckerberg, put in Satoshi. Right, you're out of here, Zuck. So okay. the uh, the lead story for today was about NFTs. At January 2023, according to this Bitcoin.com story, saw um, a $1 billion of NFT sales in the 30 days, a 41% increase from the, uh, the previous month. That is a nice bump. And I think what we're starting to see, Travis, is the projects that have promised and are now developing or engage, uh, um, executing on utility uh, that things are actually happening if you own these NFTs, mm -hmm. that they are the ones that are beginning to truly thrive. Yep, so you got... You know, Ethereum, that led it all. Solana is actually doing some stuff. That Solana had $150 million in NFT sales in the last 30 days. Like, Crazy. Everybody thought Solana was pretty much dead, and it got down to, like, what, seven bucks or something? And now it's at, like, 24 bucks, 25 bucks. And then you got other blockchains up there, Cardano, Polygon, Immutable X. So, you know, keep an eye on the space. And then also, you know, you got Binance that's been doing a lot of stuff as well. So there's some of the main ones, I think, XRP is going to start dropping out some really interesting uh, NFT type of things as well. So, again, if NFTs are your thing, uh, linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash future of NFTs, all one word. Go check that out. And uh, keep, we're going to keep an eye on this space. I think it's about to get warmed up, Mr. Joel Com. This is starting to get exciting again. How is wax not in uh, the top 10 here? For, for sales is it because everything is is low priced or exactly mm. what is that I'm, I'm not sure i think I, it's probably it it's almost like you know wax is the sort of bulk you know the low price low fee uh nfts in a lot of ways but you know they're 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 trucking i've noticed that the price of wax over time it was it got down to like what two or three cents now it's up over seven eight cents I want four i want to say four, four cents was four, the low okay, but okay, yeah okay. everything's making a little bump right now uh, so there's that. We're going to keep mm -hmm. watching it, gang. And uh, we're watching for you to sign up for the Bad Crypto Nifty Club. If you haven't done it yet, we see every day there's new members signing up. And what that means is you go to badcrypto.uncut.fm and you pick up one of these right here, the spinny red NFT. It's only uh, $3.29 today. Uh, it varies because the point is pegged to point zero zero two ETH. The only reason it's not free is to keep the bots from doing anything with it. Uh, but we're doing free airdrops, and there's one coming from the last episode here. Um, so you you know if you hear this show, grab one of these. If you miss this one, then you'll get you'll get the next one. But also, uh, if you're in the Nifty Club and you don't see the NFTs on OpenSea, make sure you go to the hidden tab because it, they tend to hide Polygon NFTs automatically. So go to the hidden tab and then unhide those and they will be where you can see them. There you go. Yeah, this one will commemorate. The one that just come, coming out, uh, I believe today or tomorrow, is the one that commemorate the last episode, episode 666. So this one's actually... Um, an NFT of Joel and I as demons doing a podcast. So, which is what we are. Which is yeah. That's why it's the bad crypto. We're going to change it to the evil podcast. But 
you know, SEO and, and the search algorithms didn't like evil crypto podcasts as much being what it is and all that so everybody thank you for listening we appreciate you of course at any time of day you can call us on the bad crypto hotline the phone number is 708-885-9030 and talk to our virtual assistant um she's really not ai based she'll just take a message that's all she'll do like you can try and talk to her and she won't do a chat gpt with you but call us 708-885-9030 uh, email us at badcryptopodcast.gmail.com or give us a review we really enjoy five-star reviews and we really really enjoy those that have a sense of humor so if you have one of those go leave us a funny review and we'll be grateful for that thank you so much we appreciate it and as always stay back The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.